Hey everybody, welcome to the PC Perspective Podcast. This is episode 600. I'll add we get that high. cheering effect. Oh, no. Yeah, I know. We should have hit this a long time ago, but we, you know, we missed some shows here and there, but we, we're here. Hey, at the very beginning, they were doing it every other week or once a month. Very yeah. True. Took true. us a while to get started. Yeah. In case I forgot to mention this, it's uh, being this is being recorded on October 7th. 2020 actually it was the 7th of may 2007 that the very first podcast was recorded by ryan and jeremy and lee Lee. and you can that's that's actually still on the internet archive i found it earlier i will link to it that'll be my pick of the week what 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 day was that that was recorded may 7 to that wait was it no may 3 2007 537 I'll find it again. I found it on the archive. Yeah, then I joined in 2008, and we were still just audio only. Yeah. Whatever made us change our minds and move on from that? Uh, Visions of grandeur, um, internet, speeds increased dramatically, the webcams were pretty dang good. We didn't know how each other looked exactly. That's true. (laughs) But then we knew how Ryan looked. Well, true. Yeah, I saw him in the uh, the airport in Denver as we were going to Lake Tahoe, and he's on his phone. And I went up and was like, "Hey, Ryan, how you doing? Oh, oh, hey, Josh, what's going on? You know, and he's Consar Systems this morning. Like, so, how's things with you? And then he hired me after that. So, you know. <laughs> oh, you weren't even working with him yet. Okay. No, in two thousand seven, yeah, we were going to uh, Lake Tahoe for the AMD Phenom release in november of 2007 october 2007 i think it was november and uh the weather was still lovely at at tahoe and um went and did some gambling and went and stunk up his his room after you know i got kicked out of mine and you know he hired me i don't know why it was weird can you tell us is it uh safe for work to tell us why you were kicked (laughs) out of your room uh because i had one of the higher end rooms and uh, they needed me out by a certain time and so i did but the thing was still going on that we were doing some testing on phenom and uh yeah and i was like uh hey ryan mind if i hang out with you for a while yeah yeah yeah, sure josh go ahead and we were going through things and i was like okay i'm about to explode so i better use your bathroom i'm really sorry Uh, yeah this is great yeah really add some texture to yeah he didn't have to go that far josh come on he didn't have nearly as nice a room as i did so i don't think he ever forgave amd for that and you know look who he works for now exactly that's what it all boils down to. I think yeah. there's a lot of pettiness in this industry that people don't really understand. <laughs> you don't say. Uh, let me get back to the housekeeping stuff that I saw. All right. Hey, and a lot of people don't really sort of change jobs. They just change companies. So you know, Very that's true. How that works. <laughs> you can subscribe to be alerted when we go live for things like this rambling discussion at the beginning of what purports to be a video version of an audio podcast <laughs> by visiting pcpro.com slash subscribe. And adding your email address and whatever name you want to come up with to our spam list, where we promise 
we will only ever send you an email when we're about to go live and for no other reason. Um, Many people have offered us millions for that list and we say, no, 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 no. that's an exclusive list. And lately I've been lovingly handcrafting every one of those emails. Yeah. But I've noticed there's a bit more um, panache, I guess. It's colorful. It's more colorful. Uh, But not unsuitable. No, still family friendly. Still family. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You can help support this site, PCPro.com, and this podcast that you're watching right now. At Patreon, go to patreon.com slash PCPer, become one of our patrons, and we will call you out on the show if you decide to pledge something. And you can make the name any kind of ridiculous thing you want, as long as we deem it something that we can actually say. There are limits. Correct. There are limits. They're high, though. I yeah. mean, higher than yeah. the Our standards are very think. low, I think is what well, you're trying to say. We, we have I standards. Saying, I am saying that. We, yes. We've never stretched them, but we, they all do actually exist somewhere in a and sealed envelope. Week, yeah. L- last week at this time, I showed a painting uh, that was constructed by one of our fans at some point in history. I won't inflict it upon you again. Go to last week's show, watch uh, the intro to see that artwork. But support that. Support uh, people being inspired by us to create fan art like Soren. Oh. Yes. who creates incredible things uh, in on the fly like, minutes. Yeah. Like you'll yeah. say something and he's got a Photoshop for you in five minutes. Exactly. That exactly captures the moment and the essence and exposes the soul of the person within. By the way, uh, I know we've already put out a call for questions. Continue to send us your questions on Twitter or of course our, our discord channel, uh, go in, go on there and ask Josh your questions. We're bringing back the mailbag. I just haven't done it yet. It's probably within the next week or two. We'll do that. Um, and before we move much further past yes. the patron, we did have actually a new patron join between the last show and this show, and they have insightfully changed their name to your name. Wait, their name just says your name? No, literally. Y-O-U-R space N-A-M-E. You are like the worst Abbott and Costello ever. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. If we only if it wasn't all, true. And it's, it shows. Uh, the burger <laughs> update. Josh. Me. Everybody waits all week. They all get week pissed long. at me if I don't get to it right away. Right away. The burger update. Did you have a burger this week? I, I did. It was today and it was it was really good. It was it was the good old hayfire mm. with oh, double oh. patties, half pound of meat, and uh, uh, chipotle mayo, jalapenos, pepper jack cheese, and uh, pepper relish. All on a toasted sesame seed bun. Remind me Quite to not tangy. invite you over to my hotel room tonight. <laughs> no, no, that 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 involved a lot of drinking the night before, okay. and a lot of rich food, lots. <laughs> you know what looks good? Hey, last week Jeremy had a short preview for you of the review he was working on, which he has subsequently posted to PCPro.com. The DataSure encrypted Bluetooth USB drive. Jeremy, what can you tell us about this product? Oh, I was amazed that I could get it up so quickly at this age. Uh, so I showed you a preview of the hardware, which, you know, it's a USB drive. Hooray. But what I didn't get a chance to do was delve into the software part of it. And it's rather nice. I mean, as I mentioned, you put an app on your phone, you download it, you pair 
the USB drive to it, and now you lock and unlock it via the phone. You know, interesting, but whatever. But I also made an allusion to the fact that they're saying that it was enterprise-grade. And this is actually where I had a little bit of fun with it. Because I've had experience in my day job trying to lock USB drive access to machines down. McAfee endpoint and a variety of other tools. Most of which require you delving deep into uh, the actual product ID under device manager and blocking it and then realizing that you just unlocked it for every single other Kingston 64 gigabyte drive. So it it just doesn't friggin' work. What this does essentially puts, uh, allows you to rent uh, what looks like a mobile device manager for USB drives. And so you get an admin app on your app. So you physically set up each and every USB drive for your company or for your family. And once they're there, they appear on the portal and you can remotely manage them. This is sort of where it gets a little bit fun because you can literally set time of day that it's allowed to be unlocked. If it's beyond that, even putting in the correct uh, password and two-factor authentication, it's not going to let you in. You can set it uh, geographically so that it's only allowed within a certain radius of a specific address so that someone could, you know, load it up while they're at work. But if they take it home, there's no way that they can actually access any of the data on the drive. It also gives you a bunch of features for blocking by user, blocking by drive when your user loses their stuff. And, uh, you know, after long enough, if you want, you can, you can send a remote wipe. And one of the nice things is the portal actually will say, wait pending until it either succeeds or fails. Now, unlike a cell phone, it's not got a constant connection uh, via the cell network. It's dependent on the Bluetooth and granting it access to your phone and therefore onto the mobile single. So a remote wipe wouldn't happen until someone actually tried to plug it in, installed the app and tried to pair it. But again, that's the only way to do it. Uh, The other nice thing about it is if you're looking for a tough USB drive, these guys are uh, IP57, so really good dust ingress because the entire thing is filled with epoxy. So really handy for making sure that it's water water resistant up to a meter and the dust isn't going to get in, but also means if someone gets a hold of it, pries it apart and tries to peel some of the uh, circuits off of it, the chances of them actually being able to get it off without destroying it because of all the epoxy is actually you know, pretty good that they're going to break it. So it's relatively expensive. I'm not going to get you wrong. And that's even if you're not paying attention to the $50 shipping fee, because it is coming from iStorage, which is a UK company. But for this sort of thing, and for some of the keypad USB enclosures that I've used for SSDs and hard drives, it is pretty much online. And for other sort of mobile device management, it is the subscription fee is online. So honestly, you know, I wish I could convince my day job to look at something like this. Uh, it's a little too expensive for them, but it does match a lot of the uh, GPDDR and stuff that we have to match. And we have to be able to prove that the hardware that we're using does. And since no one will let me epoxy all the USB drives closed so that, you know, you can only use one for wireless mice and screw you because you don't need a USB drive. You know, this is a reasonable solution. I wouldn't run out and say immediately talk to your uh, boss and say, you know, you we need to do this immediately, but it's something that you might want to start picking at because as far as keeping track of USB drives and with at least a modicum 
a modicum of uh, security. This is about the best I've seen. And the, the geofencing, uh, as I see Dark, your Dark Lord asking, it, it's based on the Bluetooth. So the Bluetooth hits the phone, the phone hits the cell network, it now knows where you are. And since it isn't going to be able to unlock without talking back to the server to verify the password and the multi-factor authentication, if you turn that on, it's just not going to happen. What do you think about pricing? Is it a good deal? Is it something that... As I said, for what it is... It seems pricey. It, like if you're looking at a, a three-year contract and you're doing 100 phones, it, it's going to be about 60 bucks per phone. That's true. It's all managed through their service server side, right? Yeah. So if for, you're looking for enterprise, at... For enterprise. Yes. So back in the days of the uh, BlackBerry Enterprise server, um, <clears throat> if you look at the full uh, flavor Azure MDMM, MDMs, if you look at some of the other competitors from uh, IBM does one, they're charging that maybe even a little bit more uh, because, you know, they're IBM, so you get to pay for that. Personal-wise, that, that doesn't matter. Like, that doesn't come into it in any shape or whatsoever. But the thing is that, you know, for the 64-gig drive that I looked at, it's 142 bucks US. That's expensive, but at the same time, for what it is, if you look at secure USB drives, especially the big ones with the uh, keypads on them, it's about what you're paying. I was going to say, that's the perfect segue, talking about expensive things. And you can read the full <laughs> review at PCPro.com. Jeremy has that up, the DataShare BT encrypted USB drive. But yeah. encrypt, or encrypted, expensive but good things, uh, if that's our theme uh, for reviews for this week, this next one fits that perfectly. Because we have, I click on the review here, Corsair had sent us the K100 RGB, I believe it's the K100 Elite. Did I not correctly list the product name here let me go to their website and look this is compelling podcast video right now uh <laughs> gaming gear is it under Don't gaming look away. gear F it. where we'll would it, it even live. be <laughs> keyboards there we go keyboards it should be the featured keyboard i got that <laughs> uh rgb mechanical keyboards it doesn't say elite okay for some reason i thought it was elite all right k100 rgb mechanical gaming keyboard there are two flavors of this. We got the Corsair OFX or Optics. I don't know if that's how they're abbreviating Opto it. So mechanical. It uses yes. lasers. Yeah, maybe man. Not, maybe not lasers, but it sounded cool if it did. Just just like kind of like, is this like a Topre? Am I completely misunderstanding how Topre key switches work? Like the real force keyboards that let you change the actuation point in software. Are those not optical, mechanical? Anybody? Don't know. Okay, thank you. That was helpful. Yep. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> we're here. Comes this attractive packaging. Audio well, listeners, technology uh, imagine... Sorry, Josh. What? <laughs> I said we're here for you because we're technology experts. Thank you. Uh, audio listeners will appreciate the photography, the, uh, the, the box that I'm talking about, the, the design of this. If you've seen any reviews for the K95, the K95 keyboard that I recently reviewed looks very, very much like this. They've gone with the same aluminum frame. It The whole top frame is aluminum. The bottom is still plastic. 
overall weight is very light. It's extremely rigid, has very bright backlighting, which of course is fully customizable using IQ software. All of the basic functionality is identical. The dedicated media keys, the aluminum volume roller, all that stuff. This has double shot PVT keycaps, which I appreciated as an upgrade with the last keyboard I looked at, the, the K95. Platinum XT, I believe that one was called, which was an upgrade over the previous iteration of the K95. So we're talking about what looks like the, the same keyboard released earlier this year, but this time they have some new key switches available and there's this roller. I can actually give you a close-up look at the roller here on the left corner of the keyboard, upper left corner, that you can just assign anything you want to. You can go into the software and create actions for that roller. And we've seen something similar to that from Logitech. Cannot remember the name of the product, but they had this sort of lifestyle kind of Mac Pro-looking keyboard they released a couple years ago that had a wheel on the upper corner like this. And you could, they said you could use it with Adobe Creative Cloud applications to do certain tasks and that sort of thing. But I think by default, it just changes the intensity of the lighting. But you can make it do whatever you want. So just an added kind of useful feature on a keyboard that's IQ enabled. But one of the bigger stories here is the, the new switches. That's the craft, have, by the yeah. way. The Logitech that Logitech Craft. Logitech Craft had the dial. Oh, the Logitech wheel. Craft. That's right. Yep. I think uh, Chris Koch did the review of that for us back in like 2018. Cool. 2017. Anyway, uh, they're using this new, very shallow feeling key switch. It's the OFX, optical mechanical key switch. At one millimeter actuation distance, so it's like a speed switch. Uh, the overall travels 3.2 millimeters. That's that's more shallow than like a cherry red. I always think about cherry reds or blacks when I think linear key switches, which is what this is. And what's kind of interesting about this is they're not going with any tactile switches with this launch. You can get reds and you can get this new optical and mechanical switch. They're both linear. So if you like tactile, you'll have to go with something else. Their last keyboard they'd sent had blue switches in it. It was very clicky. So you'll want to, and those are cheaper now. Like I think those are down to about 179 on, on Amazon. And this is not an inexpensive keyboard. This new version is 229 So it'll <laughs> be a while, I think, before that comes down. But you're paying for that, that wheel, for the new optical mechanical switches. Those are pretty much the only new additions. The rest of the stuff's, you know, like the pass-through USB port, the, I think... Even Elgato the, supports the same. Yeah, the Elgato. Yeah, because there's six keys along the left-hand side of the keyboard that you can program to do different things with, like stream was the, deck. Type was the wrist rest as fancy as it looked? It is. It's nicer. Yeah, that was another thing. Okay. The wrist rest, which I don't think I even photographed until the very last. But I need to add some pictures to this review. You can kind of see it here. It's it's soft. It's it's got more of like a leather-like feel this time and the way that it attaches is is great because it's just two tabs that are magnetic and you kind of line them up where they're supposed to go and they attach and i think the last one actually clipped on if i'm remembering correctly so that felt a little bit better they've polished it they've massaged it they've made it better it's been a highly regarded keyboard i've noticed i kind of felt a little weird like i mean it's 229 dollars and i'm giving it an editor's choice because I gave the last one an editor's choice, and this one's slightly better, but it's more expensive. Should that affect things? I think the feel of this is fantastic. The combination of these PBT keycaps, and I don't like shallow switches myself most of the time, but they're 
I think the weight of the keycaps helps. Anyway, no more about the keyboard. It is expensive. I have noticed, though, I go around and I read other people's reviews just to kind of like do a sanity check. And I'm like, wow, everybody's raving about this thing. Okay. All right. I don't feel too bad about it then, even though it is expensive. I just need to stop talking and move on to portable storage. If you're watching this video, you're a great candidate for local storage. And by local storage, I mean storage that is not online. That's my spiel for this. Sold. Crucial is talking about, you know, adding storage to anything, fast storage to your devices with these new devices of theirs, devices, which are the X6 and X8 portable SSDs. You can see me in this photograph if can, you're can watching Can you plug the video. them into the Xbox? Yes. You can plug Whoa. them into anything. Really? Yeah. Anything. What about an NES? They look like a cartridge. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you can try. I How hear about a toaster. I hear the shape can, of these things. Can you put are, them in a toaster? Are surprisingly rubbable. They are. Uh, let's see. Uh, compatibility is listed as Windows 10 and 8.1, Mac OS, PS4 and PS4 Pro, and a footnote number three that I forgot to delete. Uh, Xbox One and Xbox One X, iPad Pro 2018 USB C model. I'm assuming that means or newer. And Android. Just Android. The word Android. If you have oh. Android and Android in your home, you can plug this into your Android hmm. and it will function. I, I don't have Androids in my house. They're they're kind of creepy looking. You spray for them? I mean, you 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 rub the skin and it, it's kind of rubbery and a little chilly. And even if you put lotion on it and throw it in the well, it still doesn't change. And it's awful. It doesn't get so upset about it either, too. So it ruins yeah, the whole Yeah. Are we still talking about Androids? No. Let's okay. talk about the cake. Let's talk about the design. If you look at the right-hand side of your screen here, or audio listeners, imagine... Imagine skipping this imagine, across the will. pond, yeah. and it would just go forever. Yes. Imagine a small squircle. It's about three inches square, very thin, rounded square, rounded corners on a square. It's like a worry stone. In fact, I called it a worry stone in the review. I also called out its post-HP acquisition WebOS era Palm-like appearance. The design language of these is very Palm to me. And I and this is coming from somebody who used an HP Veer 4G for a while and also still owns my new inbox uh, Palm Pre 3. The sort of unreleased HP Pre 3. Uh, but anyway, yeah, this has. Do you like expect a, a slide-out keyboard on these when you kind of slid them? Is that what I you're looking? I actually for? tried to open it because there's yeah. there's a line along the one side. It's like an AirPods case. If you think ah. about AirPods Pro cases, if you've squished one flat, that's what yeah. this looks like. Yeah. So anyway, that they feel nice in the hand. They're small. Uh, we can go back to that original shot of me holding them in my hand. Just you know, it's it's not. They're not big, but they're two terabytes of storage each. The, I should have mentioned, these are two terabyte uh, portable SSDs. That's the big. X8, what's that? That's big. Yeah, the X8 can go up to the full 10 gigabit per second limits of about, they say up to 1,050 megabytes per second. The X6 can hit 540 megabytes per second. That is their claim for the performance. So to verify yeah, but the, this. But the speed, think about that a second. I mean, that's external. Yeah. That's not five. That's ten. You gotta have. You gotta be on the three. What is it? Three. Three dot two in order 3. to hit 10 2. Yeah. Um, Couldn't you? Could you do three one gen two? 
I don't. I'm not following. I don't remember. Didn't they have ten gigabits for that? But there was power. Yeah, I can't remember because they've screwed up the nomenclature so badly. Yeah, that with yeah. USB three. <laughs> you know like what? You might be right. It, early guys. on, it might have been three point one Gen two, which they then changed to three point two. You might have a point there. Maybe with or without super storage. <sighs> it's all I, SS. I, it's, I just realized I probably wasn't showing the screen when I was talking about the design, but I'll yeah. add that in post. Um, performance, I ran high-end professional benchmarks like Crystal Disk Mark. And you can see, if you're looking, otherwise I will narrate this for you, the X6 managed a 560 megabyte per second result with Q-Depth 8 single-thread sequential 1 gigabyte file performance and writes of up to 508 megabytes per second. So in, under certain conditions, it can exceed the specs. On the other hand, the faster X8 does not quite hit its rated specs. It's still the fastest of this type of drive I've tested so far. But and they're usually a few percentage points below their, their maximum. And I wonder at this point if it's, if it's not them, if it's me. What if it's the USB controller I'm plugging this into mm-hmm. that can't quite handle over, you know, this, these hit up to 980 megabytes per second, but... On reads, I was getting 968 as a max. And this is, again, with with uh, this one test with Crystal Dismark. Oh, so that's so terrible. I, I could live with it. It's is awful. Oh, my gosh. Oh. And you can look. Send it back. Give it an F. And it's external. It is external. Thinking about trying this in the PS4 Pro, just, you know, I haven't filled it yet like I did my old PlayStation. But I did some file transfer tests. And speeds were much more, you know, they were really close to what you would expect. I was getting up to 500 megabytes per second reads with the X6, up to about 475, 480 writes. And then moving over to the X8, I was getting real world like 800 megabytes per second. It topped out at 832, I believe. That's what I have on my screen grab here. And writes were much higher though. Writes were almost 1,000, 990 megabytes per second in this little screenshot. So... It, they're fast. They're fast. Now, pricing. This is the big thing. Value. Yeah. Hmm. They're new. Two so terabyte ex- SSDs. Yeah. Think about it. What would you pay for a two terabyte portable SSD? Five dollar. Okay. What about a two well, terabyte journalist? Three hundred dollars. I'd probably buy a case and then an NVMe disk on my own and put it together. Yeah. See. So this is this is my point with this. This is the the consumer desktop version of that. The X8 is, you're buying it from a brand name. Crucial's been around forever selling memory upgrades, and they've been in the SSD game for a number of years now. So you're buying something with a three-year warranty that's guaranteed to work on a a list of just about every imaginable device. And you're going to pay a little bit of a premium over buying even a a low-end or mid-range NVMe drive, putting it in your own enclosure. Because if you think about it, I was looking at prices earlier. Crucial's own prices on SSDs, for example. NVMe, 2 terabyte, starts at about 220 right now with them. So then you add yeah. an enclosure that's worth anything is probably going to be 40 to $60. Correct. Yep. And then you have to have the, the knowledge to put it in the enclosure properly and not, you know, break the M.2 drive. Yeah, you can't have Tyrannosaurus Rex arms. Yeah, so just like if, if I were to tell, you know, one of my wife's friends or, you know, coworkers, like, hey, you should do this. You should buy this SSD and this enclosure. 
they would want me to put it together for them and then I have to initialize it and format it for them because, you know, who's going to know how to initialize and format something if they're just a mainstream user of like thumb drives who sees this and thinks this is huge and I can use it like a thumb drive. So, oh, look at that. Yeah. But Josh, you are, you are above average. Oh, yeah. You're it's the kind of my person. my wife says. Oh. <laughs> You're the kind of person who can put this all together. So I'm just, anyway, well, that huge preamble out of the way, the faster X8 that we're kind of talking about that scenario with, current street price on it's a little over $300. We're talking 307 yeah. with a list price of 329.95. And that's that's reasonable. Consider, I mean, okay, you can get a cheap two terabyte. I mean, the the P1 from Micron for 205, 210. And that thing... Is not exactly fast. Have you torn this apart yet? Seen what's no, inside? No, I'm not. It seems glued rather extensively. Yeah, because you know the, the 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 performance is not bad, especially for USB. So you know you could get away with a P1 in there and get that kind of stuff. No, no, I I still think a little over 300 is pretty reasonable for for what you get. It's got a ruggedized case. It's plug in it's usb it's it's still faster than pretty much anything else out there well especially ssds i mean yeah. talking SATA six stuff yeah the the I mean, one the p5 is what p5 is two terabyte is is 400 bucks or so 375 it's not it's not check. as cheap it as changes it, a lot it's as cheap mm-hmm. as ram is and has been for a while now ssd prices are not They've gone up a little bit. They've, they've but... gone, they've gone mostly down. Yeah, I mean they really have. But yeah, I mean there were there was a time last year that they really hit rock bottom and they went back up, and now they're they're heading back towards rock bottom. Ten cents a gig. Ten cents yeah. a gig. Yeah. <laughs> I just not seeing the ten cents a gig. You'd think the higher up nope. you go, the easier it'd be to find. But I was seeing like. Over 200 for every two terabyte. Not, not with those find. high densities. Oh nope. man, you know, four terabyte drive for 700 bucks. But yeah, you're two terabytes is nothing anymore, Josh. I mean, what? Two terabytes is nothing anymore. Nothing. We need, we hey, need four we as need a minimum. Bigger. Solid state, it is still something. Where's that? It is freaking it's one still something. gig max store I used to have. I tell you though, <laughs> you know, the sweet spot is really one terabyte. I mean, mm-hmm. that is just it is. It is. you have a great selection of products from the $95 range up to yeah. 150 Anything above that, you're, you're, you're being stupid. But anyway. <laughs> or you're just showing off. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, look at my uh, bank account. Speaking of one terabyte, here's where I had a little bit of an issue. Because but. the X6 one terabyte, the slower one, the smaller one, is $154.95. That's its list price. That's what it's currently selling for. And the X8 is already down to one forty nine ninety five for five dollars less. You can get the much faster drive Ooh. on Amazon. So it's it needs we need a price correction here. And the X6 two terabyte is only twenty bucks less than the X8 street price, like two eighty five. Price check aisle six, please. Yeah, we need we need these prices to correct themselves because right now it doesn't seem like a very good deal to buy the X6 at all, unless you're just in love with that square square form factor. Well, it sounded like you were. So. I am kind of, but I mean, here, pay here, it, wouldn't you? here was my winner. The winner, obviously, the X8. It's a better value. It's much faster. It's oblong, 
it's not as good as a in your pocket as a worry stone, but it is acceptable as a worry stone, I guess. And you, you know, know, I carry it you around. Keep your worry diary on it, <laughs> and 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 people would keep calling the cops on me for yeah. public. Uh, yeah. Kind of shaped like a Patriots football, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, a little deflated, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, we need to power through power whatever we have left on the list here. Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll not get through everything. No, I'm enjoying the pain that certain people are going through. Right oh my now. gosh, they they are in pain right now. Uh, we've been streaming for 40 minutes. How long have I been recording? I've been recording for 35 minutes. Yeah. See, we're we're just late. It's good. It's all good. What's this UF UEFI hacks nonsense? It is nonsense. Jeremy can kick us off with that one. Yeah, it's. I mean, it, it's, it's it's terrifying because once you got it, you're kind of screwed. But you know, like as I said, you know, the number of UFI double UEFI hacks have doubled from the one that you probably remember, which was Absolute Computrace, and the fact that if you could get physical access to a laptop, you could modify that wee little chip. And since it was designed to phone home, in the case that you're laptop was stolen and let you know where it was what they did was actually put in malware that would phone home say is this particular virus installed at the moment nope all right well let's install this little bit and then we'll install this bit and that bit and the other bit because the fun thing about uefi is it happens at boot long before any of your security software can kick in long before any of your mitigations can start and so what they've seen is because of this computrace thing that happened uh Kaspersky Lab and a couple of others have now been selling for some people uh, at an incredibly high price uh, software which will check the actual firmware on your machine and compare it to what it should be. And lo and behold, uh, quite a few different ambassadorial staff members uh, from several different companies. Recently, it was discovered that their systems UEFI had a lovely little hack on it Whoops. that would check the Windows startup disk at boot uh, or the Windows startup folder at boot. And if there was not a, a specifically innocuously named uh, Intel update.exe, then it would copy that down. And that would then again go out and infect your machine because by that point, yeah, you might remove it. But the next time you boot, it's back. And then it's back. And then it's back until. You can try and flash it, and because it's going to be programmed outside of what the normal flash would be, there's no guarantee you're actually going to overwrite the bad bits. You, you may well have to desolder it and pop it out. So, I mean, it's almost impossible to implement. Not impossible, but almost. And once you've got it, good luck discovering it, let alone trying to protect yourself from it. Now, are you going to do the hard drive one, Brett? Uh, I'm going to do the I'm going to do the Mac version ver of okay. this just just to try and regain some of my oh you're one of those Mac pe using people uh, credibility sort of thing with uh, with everybody to say you've never have anything bad to say about the Mac it's not true I just I just try and tell the truth sometimes but first I want to make sure that uh, everybody notices that uh, I had uh, Sebastian's plumber come over and install a, an electrical conduit for me so just make sure the very nice hire practical. that guy hire that guy very confident that, that is conduit. It it is uh, PVC actually, so you I, I son of a I stooped to PVC on that uh, uh, right in the middle of the floor, straight up and down. That and I uh, festooned it with RGB. So there's that. 
Uh, yeah, the Mac is actually susceptible to uh, something similar, not quite UEFI, but and this is a certain sort of uh, synchronicity uh, going on here because the chip that's being attacked from a Mac perspective is the T2 chip that was installed from 2018 to about 2020. Uh, and the T2 chip they put in there as a security monitoring device. Yeah, it, familiar it, story, eh? It's great. The weird thing is, is that it's actually based upon the A10 architecture. And this was uh, from the 2018-2019 timeframe, which was uh, had a hack on it that... And they didn't really put two and two together until recent, a little bit more recently. But there was a, um, a subversion of that called the Checkmate subversion. And uh, they finally figured out that the T2 chip was actually also susceptible to that. And in combination with the what's called the device firmware update, or what they call a DFU mode, that they left on inside the chip, they could subvert that with uh, the Checkmate drop it into DFU mode, and then essentially sideload pretty much anything they wanted into that space on a uh, uh, on a Mac equipped with this. Gain root, uh, insert stuff whatever they want, key loggers, uh, the sky's the limit. Again, physical access required, so you've got to have like a subverted USB stick, uh, a bad um, Thunderbolt port with some data on it in order to kind of get in right at the boot, very similar to the UEFI deal. And if you could get in right at that point, you could own the device. Physical access required. Max, not immune. But I thought that was humorous. Yeah. And then if that's not upsetting you enough, there there was the guy who installed Linux on a hard drive. That was actually cool. Now, the, yeah, I mean, well, everyone does that all the time. They can do it yes. on a CD. You can do it on a dead badger for crying out loud. No, he literally took a small little code board attached it to the JTAG header on the hard drive yes. and installed Linux on that. Yeah. And then boxed it back up, or at least could have. He, in his case, he was just testing out to see if it would work and is now sitting right at the very basic ARM processors that your hard drive uses to run and is able to send commands to it willy-nilly and pull data off it however the hell they well, felt like apparently it. Apparently that hard drive has three cores in it, by the way. Yeah. It's three CPUs, uh, all with different ways of moving the data in and out. And he was able to actually change data in mid-flight to inject yep. other pr uh, programmatic things while the data was moving from the hard drive to the CPU-derived, you know, destined memory uh, under under CPU control, and they could, he could inject any code in, in there he wanted. So, yeah, it was two ferocions, which I haven't heard of, but no. maybe you have. Mm -mm. I, I guess there's a reason why ARM is bragging about chipping 180 billion <laughs> yeah. chips. Sure. Yeah, there's you got three uh, three cores and a uh, hard drive controller that are basic cores, mine, but yep. yeah. Well, I remember back when J Micron had their first uh, terrible SSD controller, and then they talked about their next generation. It had two ARM CPU cores in their controller, and they were expecting a significant improvement in performance, which, you know, it did. But when you're talking about the original J Micron controller, anything is an improvement over <laughs> yeah. what that did. <laughs> an abacus. So, be, I yeah. mean, they've replaced a lot of these things with, with somewhat general-purpose controllers because they're so easy to program to. Well, and they're nowadays. cheap as chips. And they're, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I think Western Digital is now going all to Risk Five, and uh, oh, you know, they they have their CPU design group, mm-hmm. and they just take the Risk Five instead of licensing from ARM, and it does the same thing because it's it's all a closed environment to them. I mean, nobody, you know, nobody except these guys yeah. is going to be getting in there. So, yeah, why not? Oh, they still leave the JTAG uh, pads there, so well, someone will figure it out. Handy. Somebody will. <laughs> Let's move quickly along to try to quickly. get this thing going. Move it. Move it. The G, what is it? GTC? GD, GTC. Yes. That's G-T. the October one. Game Technology Conference? Yeah. That's going on, or was going on. Jeremy, can you give us like the four minute version of some oh, of the Oh, so not here? the uh, three second one? You can yeah. do the three second. Well, I like okay. the three second one. The three second one is nice. Yeah, I mean, no GPU for you, but your boss gets some. Is the long and short of it. So, uh, yeah, they didn't have enough 3080s or 3090s at launch. Uh, this was not their fault. It's just that you greedy bastards wanted more than they were prepared Jensen to provide. Jensen says it's not their fault. Yes. No, they it's your fault. had no idea. That people would buy <laughs> GPUs at a thousand bucks a piece. Yeah, there's there's a reason why the 3070 is pushed back a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Well, two reasons. Two. One. Fairly I think that's obvious. the only reason, John. No, there's there's two. <laughs> it's just supply. <laughs> it's not because they're waiting for AMD to announce. All right, that's the other one. Well, no, and they're no. going to solve the bot problem once and for all as well. How do they know that? Hey, well, Newegg because... has been been doing some bot testing, and yeah. we have we have you seen saw that saw where it. you know they. Uh, you know, well, they, and they've they... been using the uh, A100s to machine learn how to spot mm-hmm. the bots and. I saw like what you that. did there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. no, and uh, EVGA, if if you're a member of EVGA.com, <laughs> you can get on the queue. Jacob. Get in the queue. Get in the queue. And uh yeah, they, they you know, as long as you're you know a member and good standing and whatnot, you'll you'll get in the queue. So why not? Well, I mean you'll be there until after Christmas. Probably. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot so, of ads yeah. on this site. I wish I had good news. I, I do not. Uh, you know, I was I was told a couple of weeks ago before launch. I was like, you know what? Talked to somebody, source in the industry, and was like, what is what is availability looking like? Is it is it looking like the ten nine hundred K? And this person was like, ha no, no, it's it's not that bad, but Surprise. it's not much better. <laughs> so. It's like you know, you know, you're you're gonna see some available at the beginning. They're gonna be scooped up. You're gonna see people selling them secondhand for way higher prices, and this will go on till the end of the year. And sure enough, Nvidia announced supply is going to be very slim through the end of the year. So, mm-hmm. uh, so. hey, speaking of but, Nvidia, the thirty seventy. We the... mentioned this. We alluded to this. Yeah. It's been delayed. Officially, yeah, twenty eighth, twenty ninth, twenty ninth. You think of the AMD announcement, Brett? The twenty yeah, ninth is when the thirty seventy will launch. You know, I'm often confused. They're so coincidental. Do you think the thirty seventy will have new specs depending on what AMD announces? <laughs> <laughs> it'll have a. It'll go from whatever to you know. It'll be slightly higher. Yeah. You mean they'll over, they'll I, up, I, they'll upclock the memory? You yeah. know, maybe I really don't think so. I think that they're far enough in production that 
they're doing this for yeah i i think it is two reasons one to see what amd does and to maybe take some of the wind out of their sails oh for sure uh but yeah i mean they're uh, eight nanometer i don't know how good it is it is doing for them i think it's you know it's it's better than some of the worst expectations and some of the rumors but i don't think it's nearly as good as what they were hoping and so yeah yeah which is i don't know because that's what they went with for their professional cards as well the two new ones they, they yeah. flipped off the tsmc7 yeah i mean it's the same it's the same chip than the 3090 the same, yeah essentially yeah. yeah yeah but uh um they've adjusted things and clocks and and memory uh bandwidth and whatnot and but yeah it's um one well, they essentially bizarre. released two of the same card one's active for a machine and one's passive for the server, server racks yeah, yeah. Let's move quickly along to our next topic, quickly. which is GDDR5. Well, J- Jeremy, I feel oh. like it was just yesterday that you were telling the world about the introduction of DDR3. And now here we are <laughs> just 13 years later mm. and we have DDR5. So quick. And it's honestly, I wouldn't have put odds on SK Hynix. Yeah. It's yeah. three. Yeah. It's not been long, Josh. Because, you know, DDR2 was, was only like 2006 Six. really yeah. wow yeah yeah because that's when uh fm2 came out not fm2 but am2 yeah am2 and that was ddr2 or you could get the sdr version because there were a couple of duels hey i had a i think it was abbott that goddamn a7 abbott shut up hey you silly I had a abbott with ddr and ddr2 and I thought this is the ultimate platform for testing stuff, and I never, I never used. Guess the other. what? They were no, unstable they... as hell with two memory controllers. And yeah, it was DDR and DDR2. Sorry. Yeah. No. Are you, wait. Are you sure? No. SD, the, the only. The only. It was SD, SD and, and, DDR. and DDR. Yeah. Those like are those that A7A266, which gave me my name in the forum many, many years ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's bad news. Bad schmeckin'. Hey, one last note on the news. Uh, we're a day early to talk about any AMD stuff because they're not having their announcement until tomorrow. And I'm not under NDA. I don't know anything. So I'm going to learn along with everybody else. And then whoever is announcing an all new Zune. Yeah. It's the music player for the next generation. The other company. Did I say AMD or Microsoft? Anyway, we will. We'll do something. We'll do something. They're all the same companies. Talking about our reactions by our reactions. I mean, Josh's reactions to Zen 3. Moving on, (laughs) man. Okay, let's see. I was so quick to try to get through all the news. Let's see. We're 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 really tight right now. I keep on thinking if we're really oh, it's eleven. It is. If we're really efficient and we get through everything, we've been doing about an hour, hour and ten minute long show every week for the last you month. Did it. It'll be easier for me to edit and it'll be up faster. Mm. Yeah. But in theory. It's not gonna happen. Right. Like how silly would it be to wait till Friday to post this when we're gonna talk about AMD stuff beforehand? I could just edit this whole part out. like. I, and you missed Josh and I going on about the Cambridge One, which I'm kind of curious about, because that's too quick to be fully taken advantage of the NVIDIA AMD, or NVIDIA ARM partnership, which is kind of what I was hoping that supercomputer would be, because that would be freaking nifty. What is it? It's supposedly the fastest uh, supercomputer in, in, in the UK. Not the yes. world, just the UK. 17th, I think, overall. Yeah, and so it's, uh, it's going to be a combination ARM and... Uh, NVIDIA GPU supercomputer. 
which of course, you know, last January, uh, you know, Kuda was put it over to arm and, and they've done more stuff and they talked about it in GTC as well. Yeah. They're, they're going full in obviously because they're buying arm. Yeah. Well, a 100s. I know assuming they don't get blocked. They won't. I think that they're, so. they're really, I think they're really, they really are complimentary and yeah. the things that they've put in place yeah. is protecting a lot of current license holders. Yep. And I'd also course, bring up the know, fact that arms been traded like a, a dirty rag pretty recently. Well, not, not so much. People. Not so much. I mean, they're, it's really only, you know, it was, it was by itself for a very, very long time. Yes. And then SoftBank, bottom up. And then we heard nothing about their financials for years and years and years. Because that was all wrapped up in uh, SoftBank stuff. And then mm-hmm. now SoftBank is selling it to NVIDIA. And now we'll finally get some color on quarterly uh, earnings of, of the license deal. I, I still think it's about $1.2 billion a, a year that they're up to now. Because they're selling 180 billion chips <laughs> that they have shipped so far. So anyway. Most of which in the last like three to five years. In the last five years it went from $70 billion. Yeah. To 180 billion. It's insane. You can do the math. It's going to continue yeah. to increase because everything is IoT. Everything has got a small ARM processor in there. Your shoes will have pressure sensors that have damn beers ARM work. processors in there that will power themselves from the motion of you slamming your heel into the ground. It's just what it is and it'll talk to the arm processor in your socks it'll talk to the uh-huh. arm processor in your wrist and suddenly it'll... they'll take you over and it's all gonna be bad well this has been exciting 600 episodes 13 years 13 and a half years don't remind doing me. this oh hi he's Death been here for great. a while I heard hey. something about uh, what was it? Just professional grade storage testing. I just uh, yes, I said yeah. you know if if you really oh. want. Oh look, there's a Ken. Hey Ken. My eyes. Ken's double checking. Is my, my background? What is going blurred? on? How does I, he not look any I, I, older than what? he did before? <laughs> I know. I started. Yeah. I started making fun of Ken in like 2009, and he has not changed. <laughs> Apparently, the secret is lots and lots of benchmarking. No, there's not. You know that. <laughs> Ken was 10 years old when he started, and now he's, you know, like in his late 30s or th- what are you, in your early 30s? Uh, not th- quite. Dude, you were like 18, 18 when you 17 started. 17 when I met you, Josh. 17. Yep. 17. Yeah. Technically, it was probably illegal for us to be hanging out with you when that first happened. <laughs> you know, at least yeah, I was child on. abuse. At we least can admit that now. Like con 2016, huh, Ken? It was a good year. This was the shirt I just happened to put on today, too. <laughs> this is not staged. It's like one of the last, wasn't it? Or Yeah, I think it's the last one we did. Yeah. Who seems, t- like, uh, seems like we're missing somebody, though. I know. It would be a reunion if we had... Trying to get the yeah, old band back together. Yeah, he's up past his bedtime nowadays, apparently. Yeah. yeah. He, might be, drunker. he might be drunker than Josh right about now. I don't know. See, after show fans know that Alan likes to stop by from time <gasps> to time, but Ken? What? What? Hey, it's whiteboard, man. Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. What, what's on the whiteboard? Us. Anything we can't see. <laughs> what's on the whiteboard? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what? He's already blacked some of it out. Oh. 
Hey, Ryan, your teeth look extremely white. Welcome to the show. Must be the lights. Yeah. Mm. They're whiter than your whiteboard. There's a blank behind there. Good. I didn't actually know what was behind there. <laughs> <laughs> I, really I, I already have to yeah. remove stuff anyway. It was broadcasting yeah. on Discord for some reason. Make so sure. Where'd you get it? Joke stuff he had on the on the white. Oh, I, and I I actually will say I think Alan's gonna lie, but I was legitimately already wearing this shirt before I. Uh, <laughs> I just had nice. that conversation with my QuakeCon shirt. I, I I just put this on this morning. I was laying on the couch, uh, watching the vice presidential debate like a good citizen should do mm. on a Wednesday night. No wonder yeah. you're so tired and about to fall asleep. <laughs> uh, uh, and then I had this on on my phone. I was going to call in for my phone, but it turned out this was, this was better. Only if you do the car. Welcome to the workspace. Mm. That's, that's not what that's I where thought. the magic happens. Like, are you up With on your Yoda? Loft? Is, is Yoda it? helping you? Yeah, I'm, I'm up. I'm up in the loft. Um, yeah, working from home. Hmm. It's great. See, here's old Ryan would have had like two, maybe three high resolution monitors, sweet gaming PC, high end laptop. Now uh, he uses a Mac. I mean, yeah, you didn't do the uh, the tin siding spray painted behind you. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That's There's true. still a piece of that kicking around that he could there put is. up in the background. It's still it's still at the office. Yeah. Hmm. The, so I do have a Mac connected, but I have it connected to a uh, an Acer ultra wide display, but it's also connected to a gaming PC down there. So you know I'm I'm covering the bases. Uh, gaming PC, he says. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who games, games anymore? He doesn't, doesn't, he doesn't have, use it. Does, it doesn't have unreleased hardware. I promise. <laughs> oh, Fortnite is a uh, game. Right. Fortnite is a game, right? Yeah. I don't see Ryan playing Fortnite, but I don't know. Well, Only for totally advertising. He He's on the Apple side. Go That's to totally Island R one thousand zero zero six. You can view the eleventh gen rotating in the sky. <laughs> oh, what do you got? Yeah. We don't have any specs for do you. Do you really want to know? <laughs> mm, that's fair. Maybe I don't. <laughs> Let me let me let me move the lotion bottle off the screen. And oh my! Well, that just you means know, you're still doing the thing you were doing before. Come on! I assume the lotion bottle is just why it's all blurry behind you. Yeah, well, what he did before you guys it was, joined, a, it was a gentle application of Vaseline on the, <laughs> yes. off of the lens. He 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 did a remarkable job because yeah, he's, he's taken over clear. from that from me. Did you get him a stencil, Sebastian, for his Vaseline application? You can't oh. see your cool poster in the background, though, though, Josh. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I can't you even know, make out the, the Ripper. Yeah, it, just looks, it actually, when I looked at it now, it looks like Olaf. That's that's what it looks like. <laughs> it's all You're about definitely a parent, right? You, Ryan. <laughs> it really does look like Olaf. Well, you got no excuse. You're not really a parent. I've got a great idea for a new t-shirt, guys. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, man. So, so you guys, you guys made it to six hundred, huh? Yeah, yeah. It, it should have happened a while back. We were a little behind, but we were. I was trying to project out if we could possibly make six sixty six land on Halloween. It's not going to happen unless we start doing this like once every two weeks. What What was the date of the first first episodes, Jeremy? I I think you guys Sebastian just said it like dug it out. years yeah. ago or something. I was looking on the archive earlier. It was May three two thousand seven, I believe. 
episode one. Oh wow! See, two thousand and seven I mean, doesn't feel like that long ago, but also like forever, feels yeah. like forever since I started the website. Right? Like it's kind of hard for me to imagine a time when we did the website and didn't also have a podcast right to go with it every week. Um, uh, so the the fact though. that I did it for seven years before that is kind of it's kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah. Time compresses so very, very strange because I started mine in '97. I was remembering going to an event in 2001, and I thought, "Wow, it worked so hard for all that long to finally get to that." And then I look back, and it's like 2001 is 19 years ago. That was four years that I did. Just it slips, and then. 2004, I, I you know, it sticks out in my mind. That was the G4 6000 series. Yeah, I got to see you in uh, San Francisco at the Masonic Lodge. Oh, yes, I remember that. Yes, I remember yeah. that walking up the hill to get to it. Yeah. Yes. I, my, um, my thing today that I realized that time has passed very quickly, just this year in general, um, was that I had got new wheels and tires for my car. And they're sitting in the office. Uh, and I realized today that I they were like, they were the summer tires with the summer wheels. But I got them in like December. So I said, I'll just leave them here. And then when it gets close to summer, I'll go, mm-hmm. I'll have them put on the car. <laughs> well, it turns out like I saw them again today. I was like, oh yeah, no, summer's over. Like I, I would be going back to the same wheels and tires I have now. I, that was like, a year the ago. Whole, the whole spring and summer just disappeared. You know, rubber is not supposed to sit, Ryan. It does just continue to disintegrate as it's. No, you you got to rub them with mineral oil. In fact, yeah, yeah, there you go. Hire an intern. (laughs) Finally, now I got. I, I was do, doing some Googling in the background. It looks like Ryan's last podcast was 519 and Alan and I's would have been 526. Mm. 519. Yeah. 80 weeks, really? I mean, it's a better part of two years, but yeah, it's almost yeah, exactly two like years, it. I guess. My, fr- my first day at Intel was November twelfth, so yeah. yeah. But you announced on October twenty fourth, and I think you made an yeah. appearance on the twenty fifth podcast. Yeah, we were, we're the arm dev oh, yeah. thing together, and you told me it's like, by the way. Oh, by the way, yeah, I haven't out. told you yet. Oh, listen, listen, it was the same for me and Ken in the office. Ryan was just like, so, uh, guys. Up one day I said, get out. <laughs> you know, I don't think there's a great way to bring that up. <laughs> no, there was. Uh, Ryan and I were having drinks at uh, the NVIDIA Dev Conference in Vancouver. Uh-huh. Ah, uh, yes. That's, that's, oh, that's when he told me and then told me not to tell any of you guys as well. Oh, great, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're all new gum- newcomers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeremy had seniority, so it does. Hey, speaking of seniority, if I go back in time here via the Wayback Machine, oh which boy. you know, stream viewers can see, but I'm not broadcasting this to Skype. Here, here's an entry for podcast number seven. But if you go to back then, there was no podcast page. You actually had to go to Ryan's weblog. <laughs> <laughs> Click on that. Wait forever for the archive to load. What a great website design! Can I just point this out? I, I, it's pretty sweet. I did this completely by myself. Design, code, backend, uh, HTML, the database, all of it. This was back when I could actually function as a computer. <laughs> <laughs> Here it is. So your senior looked, year of college? 
it looked a lot better when it wasn't as wa- on wide of a screen. It, honestly, it doesn't scale too bad. It's not awful. No. It's I very, mean, to be honest, like, it does. Look, go up to the top right there, where that that the the logo of um oh, okay. like the, the swirly logo, yeah. um next to where it says Ryan's Weblog. That's good design. Oh, I get like, that podcast number one. <laughs> what did you? Where did you steal this from? That's a nice little element oh, there. Hey, this was back when we could actually use real uh, music because we no one knew about us. Honestly, oh, I'm on a I'm on a delay, so the Ryan's Weblog. Oh, that um, where did I steal that from? I don't know. A little the little ring thing. Yeah. No, I wouldn't have the web ring. Well, definitely stole it from AMDMB, but I mean look, I don't know if it still works, but if you mouse over those icons on the top right hand corner, does it does it still have like the text that shows up in that dumb feel? Oh, yeah. It doesn't show up correctly, but I think it's just a formatting thing with the widescreen. Yeah. That is cool. Uh, yeah. Wherever that ring came from, it's still the branding icon for the logo. <laughs> just you know, True. rotated ninety degrees. Oh god, oh, I could look up yeah. those discussions we had about should the ring look like this? <laughs> what oh. color well if we use green is that going to be bad i think that font is like impact yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's not I, right. yeah. I love that the the entry before this was another vista rant complaining <laughs> about it? windows vista <laughs> problems and then like hey pod, our first podcast hey people wonder where the categories came from now what you did know. i talk about 8800 ultra yeah wow in the 8600 series because you know the 8800 ultra that was expensive we talk about graphics cards being expensive now that was like 849 in 2007 well it was the ultra that was the thousand watt power supply yeah Yeah. everything comes full circle music credits guns and roses yeah it was it was uh welcome to the jungle on the first one yeah yep really i was a Bengals fan back then yep Hey, Joe Burrow, resurrecting it. Yeah, yeah. Did I play you already in fantasy football, Josh? Did I win? <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> Probably. I think you did. Fantasy like is not going well this year. I don't know about you guys. I think Josh hope you had a, well. hope you had a lot of Titans on your team. Uh, yeah. Podcast number two. Oh, Donna John Williams kick. Raiders of the Lost Ark, great choice. Then Return of the Jedi for episode three. I don't know at what point I oh, good was doing God. The there you go. I did the intros and I was like, mm, maybe using copyrighted software, not the ideal <laughs> choice. I don't know at what point I made that decision. John Hung was on there, the There's some notes two. on the Discord. Yeah. Wow. Huh. I like podcast number three. Just Ryan and Jeremy. An intimate 53 minute and 40 second experience <laughs> between Ryan and Jeremy. We yeah. talked about the twenty nine, the HD twenty nine hundred XT. Wow! Wait a minute. If if episodes one through it? three are on Ryan's weblog, does that mean why isn't there a podcast page? Where did the podcasts go? Uh, After they three? went, they died on the raid. Is I, what they did. Oh. No, no. Oh, Alan, Alan resurrected the raid. Yeah. Much to, uh, Good. Good. manage? Uh, uh, yes. All of the audio is archived for those early episodes on archive.org by somebody, not by us. I'm not going to take credit for that because we didn't do it. Uh, somebody else did. But There's a page for the PC per podcast? On archive.org, like their okay. podcast archiving thing, I believe. Uh, huh. we, we, we found it in the past. I don't remember how the podcasts were posted on this version of the website because I definitely did it. I just don't remember how, <laughs> how they were tagged. I mean, I think there is a podcast tag associated with them. 
Yeah, I don't it's, know. It's a, that's yeah, tag. These are all things. These are all things that poor Brett tags. had to figure out how to reverse engineer and re-engineer for the new site. Yeah, it was really broken when I got it. <laughs> it's look, it's look. under subject editorial manufacturer general, so it's exactly. posted as a review. Right. Yeah, well, exactly. stairs, the stairs Thank were broken. You. Right, <laughs> but look how I integrated the dot into the RSS logo. I mean, come least, on. Let me go back. Let me go back. That's good. Well, Brett oh, I see. Got it. Brett even got this filter through the Drupal layer, so it was already imported <laughs> into something else. Yeah, yes. it, it had already been through a, a wash, rinse, repeat once. <laughs> what once, did it start? Uh, oh, more than once. Well, well yeah. it what started, was the actual it, origin it, of the site? It was, it was me. Oh, no, it was so Ryan's web ring, your, your Star Wars fan page. Oh, my oh, gosh. Oh, that's when true. I, ring. The, the back true. end was, I, I so the, the very first version of the website that I coded was written in Cold Fusion, um, which was a HTML-ish programming language. Um, and, Dreamweaver. And then it went. Then I tra- uh, then I moved it to PHP and MySQL, um, and then it was on that for a long time. And I just you know did did some revs on it that way. I think K7M was just a flat. I think so. Yeah, just a flat file page, except for the forums, which were run by. Um, was it Tigris and Tigsman? No. Yeah, what was, the, uh, what was the forum software? VBulletin? Was it VBulletin? Yes, yeah, it was VBulletin. Back, back in the good old days of the internet. <laughs> yeah. And yes, I did have a Star Wars website that was part of a web ring. Thank you, Jeremy. What about Final Fantasy? Well, I thought you did a Final Fantasy website, I did. too. I did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Jonathan Hung. <laughs> no. Which one was that? Was that FFL? No, it wasn't Jonathan Hung. It was Warren Tagami. Yes. Yeah. Yes, Think of how different the future could have been if you pivoted into that area instead of PC hardware. Just infinite possibilities. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, like that AMD and B logo, classic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also made exclusively by me in probably paint. Yeah. Or uh, <laughs> no, for sure. This looks. This and is then, more advanced than Microsoft Paint. For, uh, you you uh, put a drop old... shadow on there, and oh. it's not a drop shadow. I'm pretty sure I just duplicated it, changed the <laughs> transparency. <laughs> and you did. It's, it's got like a sort of Nike for, swish uh, the, aesthetic the to it here. Holding for the frogs for the study at home, and Dave Pender actually picked it as one of the, the winning logos. It's another great design. I love it. It was. It was beautiful. Housed over things and they changed colors. Like, I mean, I don't know what I, else you mean. I know somewhere probably three or four years ago, we found some hard drive you had with the backup of the Cold Fusion website, and we could never really figure out how to run the Cold Fusion backup, as it turns out. I still have a couple of AMDMB shirts in my closet that I refuse to get rid of. Like, good, like, uh, um, embroidered polo shirts from 2002 oh. as all good all the best shirts are the kind you wear to ces when you're showing off <laughs> yeah, exactly the kind that are 65 percent polyester 35 percent cotton oh whatever the best was in 2002 i'm sure i got yeah, it yeah, yeah i still have i still have in my basement um i don't know who will remember there was a uh i had a was it a lee and lee tower case like full tower case so probably you know i'm thinking like almost waist high uh and it had uh a, a windowed side panel that somebody it had attached the amdmb oh, logo into oh god with three fans into the side panel too and i think i still have that, that case again for no good reason other than well that's got a cool logo in it that 
2003. And it's got side panel fans, highly underrated these days. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. I'm sure if we yeah. look hard enough, there is a there's a story about it on amdmb.com about it. That that reminds me of the photo of you standing on the HP Omen, the original. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, no, it wasn't the Omen. HP no Raven RV two Raven. Yeah, Raven. it was Raven. Yeah, the Raven case. Some name I, like I convinced that. them to send me a case that was didn't have a system in it. It was only the case. And you told um, them you were going to stand on it. And it's almost going to stand on it, and I did. <laughs> but it, I don't think I could. I don't think I ever built a system in it because like it couldn't fit a standard <laughs> power supply or something. Something that like sounds that. very right for the ARA and OEM machine. <laughs> uh, you know, just for old times' sake, let me get up and. Uh oh. What? Oh man, he's gonna show us his ass. He's gonna, oh, he's, gonna show, he's gonna show something. Just for old times' sake. What is? Nice. Oh, nine hundred nice. XT. There it is. Half Life Two. That's your fault, Josh. Yeah, sorry. You you mentioned the twenty nine hundred XT, and it's within arm's reach. Yeah, of course. And you don't want to see the dust on the top. Where's my bingo okay, card? You do. Ugh. I don't have any, <laughs> That's impressive. I don't have anything oh. like that anymore. Where's, where's yeah. my Where's my Scott Micho uh, PC per podcast bingo card? Yeah, w- which yeah. one of the thousands of objects is Alan going to select? No, I was I was literally <laughs> yeah, right looking, behind him. I was literally looking for the the PC per bingo card, like the actual oh the physical one. <laughs> I, I I printed one out at one point, and I don't know they, where I put it. They've been revising them in Discord over the past few months. There was oh, yeah. one that's oh, been in there. There was an updated one. Yeah, the original one was was had some real real zingers on it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You might be checking some boxes right now. I, I don't know. I resented the new one because it was stuff that it was too easy. It's the stuff that we do every week. Which well, one of the boxes was literally like twenty five things every week. Yeah, Colleen kicks you from the Twit channel. Yep, probably. Because they hit that yes. one several times. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we taught her a very valuable phrase, Josh. <laughs> yes, a couple at I got, least. I got that shirt in the in the in the closet too. Still, you know, I, I think I might have gotten rid of that one. Oddly enough, oh. But <laughs> <laughs> you don't have your hot dog down a hallway shirt anymore. You again. know, I I think that might not have made a move at, at you know, some point. In the past one of, one of my one of my favorite shirts that we ever made that I never wore. <laughs> was I, I don't know which QuakeCon it was. <clears throat> oh, I do. Uh, what year was Donald Trump elected? 2016. Uh, it was this, this yeah. QuakeCon. We yeah. made bright mm-hmm. bright red shirts that said, Make PC Gaming Great Again. Ah, <laughs> uh, yep. yes. You uh, know, things have were different few. in August 2016. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, yeah. it's all a big joke at the time. <laughs> we did it as a joke, yep. and we passed uh, them out. We passed hundreds of them out at QuakeCon. I think, I think, Ryan I think had I a mask, even. A, he primed right. a Donald Trump mask to the venue, and that is still floating around somewhere, I think, <laughs> in storage. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know if I ever wore it. I don't think, I think we convinced you not to wear it. It smelled very bad on the inside. <laughs> yeah, I think that was part of it. Yeah. It's crazy yeah. to think that just 2016 was this innocent time in everybody's life, but it, it kind wow. of was. <laughs> it was. <laughs> That, what year was it that we missed QuakeCon? Uh, oh, in 2015, because my daughter was born. Yeah. yeah. And we sent cardboard cutouts of me with a QR code on my crotch. Yeah. We still <laughs> got it. Yes. <laughs> that does still occasionally make an appearance, I think. It's Yeah, it's still there. It's still there. And I think until my daughter was maybe 
one and a half or something like that, two, she would every once in a while she would walk up to it when I was at the office. She would just look at it, stare at me. <laughs> like, why? Why did you make this life choice, Father? Yeah, yeah. It's a fair question. I have no answer for that. I have no answer. Mm. Well, you guys can see my this I wrote this page up specifically for you guys. It was it wasn't it wasn't. Oh, it wasn't. okay, okay. Uh, someone yeah, I already saw Josh's hair. Somebody already <laughs> posted like... it to the Discord, hoping. <laughs> oh, no hey, Raja. <laughs> yes. Uh... <laughs> How come Josh and my hair are both on this list? I mean, because, you know, <laughs> I was not very creative in trying to write something right before we did this. That's all. When does the Mandalorian come back? Based on your uh, October thirtieth. Yeah. Nice. What are you drinking, Ryan? Well, what were you drinking? Uh, It was Blanton's. Oh. Oh. Wow. Still get that location. Um, I can get it because I had I have a friend who is in the Navy, and they sell it at the PX there, and they only allow one per purchase, and he doesn't drink bourbon, um, but he buys it and sends it to me. Throws oh, one in his cart every time he goes to the exchange. Pretty much. So nice. I have a nice little four or five bottle kind of collection wow. that floats oh, nice. at any given time, right? Yeah, okay. well, I'll, I'll be sure to go get my twelve year old pappy, and uh, you um, know, I mean, I, I have some stuff like that too. If you want to, I'm okay. having to look this gonna, up. Did, if, do you it's, have if it's the, a bourbon uh, waving contest, Josh, we can do that. <laughs> <laughs> Is this it? Like this unique looking bottle with a, a horse and rider? The horse on the top. Yeah, yeah. 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 And there's and there's eight different horses, eight different positions of the horse to spell out the word Blantons. That's what um, And if you put them if you put them in order, it looks like an animation of a horse running. Wow. And it's 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 good bourbon. It's not like world shifting bourbon, uh, but it became trendy and thus it became hard to find. Mm, okay. This used to be something that like when I was in school or even you know probably until like 2010. You could just go into any grocery store and pick it up at any point. Actually, I think um, the first it's time really I came really 2015 out, that it really started to get. Was. Yeah, I think one of the first get. times I, came, I went out to Petaluma to meet Leo, he asked for some bourbon since I was coming from Kentucky, and I brought this, <laughs> like a bottle of Blends, and it comes in a nice like bag and box Bell, and like stuff like bag that. and yeah. yeah. But now it's like hard to find, and you yeah. can't get it. So I've never well, Ryan can get it. I've I've never shown this mm. on the podcast, but this is the that seems that, unlikely. This is the trinket that Ryan sent to me in the envelope that said "Welcome to PC Per" when he hired me on. He sent me one of these Galaxy. Uh, is that like a, keychain, a dead GPU? Or? Little keychain oh, that, dead GPUs that he had. That's like a G80, which of course they had plenty of dead GPUs because yeah. they had. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I've, I've got one in my uh, yeah. So Ryan was like, welcome to PC Per. Here's a dead GPU. <laughs> Have a keychain. <laughs> On a keychain. <laughs> I only got a, a Well, I mean, you did Bluetooth. get hired for pissing off Intel. Here's your I'm, sign. And look at where I am today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got a This Week in Computer Hardware Bluetooth uh, key finder thing. I had my with face Ryan's on it, face it? on it. Yeah. Jeremy, yeah. it was the other way around. He's like, you're hired. Now write this article that's going to piss off Intel. Oh, great. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Okay. It's good content. Think about it. Hey, it was. Fantastic SSDs. It fixed SSDs for the future. Yes. Mm -hmm. Sebastian, to your point, because when I got hired, Ryan sent me a belt extender. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so you're gonna need Josh, this. your belt looks a little tight. Welcome to the team. It's true. He did. He did see you in person at the airport before he brought you on board. Well, yeah, I, I, I did. Uh, you were in I did create a, a horrible smell on his room. That's true, actually. <laughs> he was you know, telling the story earlier, like, what kind of it's first rude. impression is this? Like, can I use your toilet in your hotel room, please? <laughs> it sounds like hire you. me. It, it sounds like <laughs> such a bougie, such a bougie situation, right? Oh, Josh and I were vacationing in Tahoe, and on our limo ride to the <laughs> airport, we conversed about joining forces and, uh, and him coming well, to work it, it didn't help because there were people talking about stargate and how funny stargate was and how it changed their life and ryan and i are just looking at each other thinking get us the fuck out of this <laughs> was, who else yeah we don't have and, let's and then who it, did the yeah. special guest star end up being numerous times uh, david hewlett <laughs> go figure whoa wow, stargate yeah. Planet, so, yes. yeah. Uh, okay. Boy, well, that apparently that's circle. a different thing i don't know It's funny because when I signed on, all I all, all I got was not paid for nine months because I was an intern. That's weird. <laughs> hey, Ken, I know that feeling. Ken, I, I know that feeling well. It was more than nine months. <laughs> to be hey, fair, I, I approached him. That's yeah. He was asking. He asked <laughs> you me asked multiple times. It. I think I ignored him a couple of times first. Oh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> I was like, what do I want? Some kid in here taking up space in this tiny, tiny office that we had at the time. And you're still Fine. wondering that, to be honest. <laughs> oh, yeah, fair. Fine. Edit this podcast. Get out of my hair. <laughs> yeah. We, we do. It's like, amazing. Like, once the like, work starts going away, it's not a problem. Like, wait a minute. We, you can you can do all of this. We, we do all still right. have the office-to-office Ethernet cable somewhere. It's true. Oh, the one the one ran over, over by the lawnmower? The we do yeah. have it, yes. The one that got run over by the lawnmower. It still worked after it got run over my lawnmower. That's true. At 100 megabit, but it did still work. Was this, you talking about an office before the Houston Road office? No, that was that one. So, when when I, the first office that I had, first time I moved out of the house to do work, I was, I rented two, uh, two rooms out of a, like a small office condominium from my buddy who was a lawyer. And he only used two rooms. Uh, and I used two rooms. And then we kind of grew out of that. And we were buying one, another one of those same office, build, some of those some office units, but in the next building over. And we wanted to move, but we couldn't get internet installed yet because they were still building out the fiber or whatever and stuff. So we literally ran a 300 foot. I, I think we actually had to look up like what was it the, was the whole spool. You, you went. Yeah, you spec. just crimped both ends of the spool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a thousand foot spool. No, no, you went. It was about five. It was like three hundred to five hundred feet. Yeah, yeah, it was five hundred because I think the spec was three hundred, and you guys were well over it. Spec, yeah, yep, and it worked. The lawnmower, and they did several, several of those pod. There's a window of podcasts that were done via five hundred foot spool of Ethernet. It was a long time. I think it was. I think we did kill a switch that way though, because it had to turn the transmit power up so high. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I just couldn't handle it anymore because that was when fiber like i went uh there was not fiber to the complex the condo complex yet so i went to the telephone company the only place that was offering fiber and i said i want fiber at this unit and they're like mm, build out cost is like 15 grand and i was like mm, not going to do that but what if i get 
10 other people to sign up for fiber in this building. <laughs> Will you, they're like, oh, okay, if you, if you can do that work, we'll do it. So I literally went door to door. I was like, hey, you want to get Cincinnati uh, fiber optics, right? Yeah, okay, cool. It's going to be cheaper and uh, it's going to help me out a ton. And so I, we, I did that. We yeah, had like you 20 by that. 5 business cable at that point and we were doing the podcast live from the office. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. Poorly. Yeah. The past is dumb. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why this even happened, but earlier this summer, somebody from AT&T was going around putting little door hangers on everybody's door, and it was like, hey, fiber is available on your street. Because somebody got it installed. It might have been the school that's down the road from me. And I just get to piggyback off of that line. But I just immediately jumped on board. It's gigabit symmetrical fiber. For no apparent reason. You don't need it. You just want I don't it. need it at all, but I have 900 plus megabits up now. I wow. uh, so at the at the office we have gigabit fiber, but at my house I only have 200 megabits, 300 oh. megabits, and they have and they have fiber literally across the street from Ryan and my's uh, oh, do they? neighborhoods, so like across the other side of our main street is I'm pretty sure is like well, Cincinnati fiber. You know the solution. Run 500 feet of Ethernet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we do have to cross a pretty major road. I wonder how many yes, yes. how many cars could run over an Ethernet cable. Eh, it'd be fine. Ethernet doing, fine. Fiber. They're gets doing a construction, busy. right? It's it's our chance to lay the the, the cable beneath there the road. There you go. They're about yeah, to put we could in. use sure. that. We could use that flat Ethernet cable. Um, ah, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. I, that's what I'm using. I have it going all the way from my living room down here to this Jim, corner of my basement. Hey, en- enough gaffer tape, Jim and does. you're good to go. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> gaff taper. I wonder how long it would take like the city to recognize that there was a cable <laughs> screwed across a three-lane road with gaff tape holding it down. Probably surprisingly long. Probably yeah. a really yeah. long time. Yeah. Just oh, do what Google else. did. They, they were chipping out like two inches out, out of the road and then putting their fiber in and just using like tar patch over it uh, oh geez and of course That's this didn't work well hold up well i don't remember which city this was they were trying this out in but you know you could get away with it for a while well if you can put it over a couple of potholes yeah you're just fixing you're the guaranteed cracks. years because they won't touch so, the potholes actually <laughs> another another interesting thing about old time um webs the old the old websites and internet connections uh Athlon K7M.com and AthlonMB.com were both hosted uh, at their inception at the place that I worked, which was a mom and pop computer shop called uh, Software and Stuff in Florence, Kentucky. <laughs> and they had a not quite had, as had successful a, as SoftBank, but real yeah. close. <laughs> we had not a software, et cetera, software and stuff. Correct. That's where they failed. We had a, a symmetric 1.5 megabit T1 line, yep. uh, wow. and that's what the website was hosted on. And then when I got fired from that job for working on the website, uh, <laughs> really, I, yeah, that's I, yeah, yeah, that's what happened. I got fired from the. They said I was working on the website on company time, and I was like. I mean, I guess technically that's true, but there was literally no work to do. Like, if there's no computers in here to repair, what am I doing? Uh, if you can lean, you can clean, Ryan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I had to take the files from that server, and I went to a, a buddy's who had, uh, what do you call it, uh, the two DSL lines, like shotgun. Oh, wow. Yep. 
shotgun DSL. He had two yeah. shotgun DSL like in his basement. And we set up a machine and had to install Code Fusion on it. And that's where we copied the files over to. And that's where it was hosted. So there was a period of time of maybe like a day or two days where the website was down, where we were literally moving it from a 1.5 meg T1 to a shotgun DSL sneaker net connection. Somewhere. Moving it via sneaker yeah. net. Yeah, yep. literally on a on a on a CDR. I bet. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, what's the the removable medium at that point? I mean, yeah, zip drives were still alive, but yeah. true. you didn't tend to use them. Oh, no, click of death. Oh, Omega, whatever happened to you? Too many clicks of death. That's a good question, actually. <laughs> they made CD drives for a while. Weren't they out of Utah? Well Salt Lake City? Preserved. I Omega? Yeah, I think you're right, Josh. Yeah. Oh, that's going back. <laughs> Did Micron just assume them at some point? <laughs> what was the so there was Zip and what was the green one? Oh no, Lenovo. The green owns one? them now. Lenovo EMC was formerly I Omega, and they're still wow. based in Utah. Weird. Okay, well, whoever bought that is probably fired a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> Lenovo will buy just about any division. Jazz. Well, jazz the green drive one's jazz drives. Oh, yeah. yeah, were the jazz just green? Yep. If the zips were bluish purple. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Jazz the drive, not the discs. Like the drive was, uh, the discs were like gray. And then they made a multicolor. Yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah. I can never find k7m.com. It, oh, it just goes yeah, to so F1B. He's got a zip Jeez. disc. Oh man, you beat oh, Alan gosh, on that? He's gonna be so pissed. Oh no! <laughs> You're right. There <laughs> is something. Hold on, hold no, on. You we weren't on camera yet. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Alan. The sidequests the the side were purple too. The sidequests were huge. Oh, that's oh, oh it's sealed. Oh, 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 it's a 750 zip. Ooh. Oh, there's F on and B. Okay. I feel like yeah. sealed doesn't count as much. It's it's just too staged at that point. He bought that on eBay ten years ago. It's not. It's not an original. When, did, couldn't you, even hear when me. did you buy that zip disk, Alan? Six months did ago. Did you ask eBay. where or when? 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 Uh, when I lived in San Antonio and it was at a Goodwill. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. okay, Goodwill, yeah. But it's not era specific. You didn't just have that stuff. No. It no, is era. Look, it's As sealed. a matter of fact, I Alan. never I've got, I've got 3D FX drivers on this zip disk. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, never, As, I never owned a uh, Zip 750 capable drive. I bet if I, I go I, to the basement, I, I can find a copy of PC Per or Athlon MB or AMD MB on a zip disk. Yeah, really? probably. That sounds reasonable. Well, maybe not reasonable. So accurate. you said you could not find K7M.com? No, on the Internet Archive, if you go to K7M, it, the oldest entry is from 2000, and it's an Athlon. Uh, yeah. AM, or, it goes to yeah. AMD MB. AMD MB, yeah. I was digging that up a couple of years back for some God knows what reason, but. K7M could be gone. It's gone. Sad. I'm sure there's a copy somewhere. Yeah, there's a copy in Ryan's basement. We could still make this happen. Right. Ryan gave me. That, a, that'll Ryan, probably be on a flop disc. Ryan gave me a stack of really old hard drives to get rid of, and I never got rid of them. They're still in a box in my garage. Yeah, I'm not surprised. So uh, I'm sure it's on that one of them. It's like probably Alan, that, please. Pro- it's probably on the 36 gigabyte Velociraptor. Yeah, that, that, the, that was part right. of the raid, wasn't it? Uh, no, no. The raid was oh. three. Uh, what were they? Were they Samsungs? No, yes. they were Samsung. They, no, they were Samsungs. Yeah. I think they might have been they? like the Samsungs too. They were, they were like three... one terabyte discs. Yeah, they were the oh, ones shit. that were known to be like yeah. They're like the seventy two hundred dot eleven or whatever. Yeah, model number that was. I think they might have been those discs. Uh, I think they were, and 
I remember Ryan had to send them to me, send me the three discs, and I had to sort of try to restitch together the, the broken raid. Yeah. It was interesting. You should have used the Drobo, Alan. I mean, all that this security. Was, this was like, the only Drobo that was out at that time was the really crappy one. The, yeah, like the one, we, that went, the one that went 10 megabytes per second. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I think we were using a Drobo FS as a NAS at that point because, like, I think yeah. we had that the entire when I joined and I was there for the raid that disappeared. So the the Drobo FS that would write that you know twenty megabytes a second sale. over the network because it was basically just USB 2.0. What a piece of crap! <laughs> Even yeah. into the USB 3 era, the Drobo that I demoed was like topping out at USB 2 transfer speeds. It was alarming. So the only the only the only reasonable search result I found was a a Shack news story. Wow. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that would have, what would wow. that have been called back then, Josh? Sugar Shack? Sugar Shack? Sugar Shack. Yeah. Yeah, it was Sugar Shack. <laughs> the title of the news story. News news is still going. Is it really? The title yeah. of the story is yeah. New K7 in BIOS. Asus has released a new BIOS for their K7 and motherboard. <laughs> Grab it from the file section over at k7m.com. Ooh. So people people linked to our website to get BIOS files oh. instead of the Asus website because the Asus website was so bad. Oh, it was shit, It was man. so slow. It was so shit, and it was so it good was for you. It was hosted on Shotgun DSL in Taiwan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? <laughs> and so we would download the files and host them on our 1.5 megabit uh, T1 in the United States, Genius. and it was way better. <laughs> what a world. No, the fact that Asus support and the website was so shit really did good for you. It did. Like, like it that's did. where the forums pretty much came from. Yep. Oh God, Josh, you're showing us dirty Look, things. Look, it's a, nice. it's a K7M. Sure it's a K7M. Is. Or is that nice. A... No, that's that's a K7M. It's awesome. Yeah. I think there was a new unbox K7M in like the past year on eBay that I tried to get Ryan to buy, but he didn't. Oh, that one I linked in the uh, Slack. yeah, yeah. It was like two fifty nine or something like that. Like it's should have bought that for nostalgia. Revision 1.04. That was the good revision. <laughs> you put a Thunderbird on that, right? I can't remember. No, this is a uh, uh, Athlon 700 on here. Okay, non non Thunderbird. Is that the high end of the first Athlons? No. No, it only went to 650. 700 was the next kind of oh, bunch. Okay. I think. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, they originally were going to do 450, but then they said, okay, we're only going to do 500, 550, 600. I so remember one of my then most they did popular, 650 and 700 were next. One of the most popular stories that I, I wrote early on in that was uh, the Golden Fingers Roundup. Yep. Uh, <laughs> For people who don't know, the Golden, if you could, I don't know if you can show them on the board, Josh, um, or on the, on the processor, but like there was a part that had, I'd, I'd, have, to, I'd have to tear off the case. To, to get to the oh, don't do fingers. that! Don't do that! Yeah, yeah, but there was like exposed connections where they people built devices that would plug onto the top of the processor, change and they the had dip switches, and you could change the f frontside bus and multiplier speeds and that kind of stuff. Yeah, back when overclocking involved math. Yeah, or pencils and pencils <laughs> and binary, and then you had to go to. Uh, what is it? The uh, uh, window defroster repair kit, because you had to go over oh, yeah. the actual lines that they had, had to cut redraw the into the PCB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I do have within arm's reach. What the? Oh, pencils. Four B. Four B pencils. 
Yeah. <laughs> the extra lead content. Ah. To be able to just, I mean, why are you paying for one of those pens to do the traces when you can do this? And besides, when you screw up, you can erase it. Okay. Right I, beside I'll, this. Obviously. Remember when we used to use these? Oh, sanding? Yeah. Heat sink lapping? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Some people still do that. Yeah. At this point, the machine's yeah, where's, better where's than I convinced a friend of mine to try lapping with honing oil, and all he did was lap and lap and lap and lap. It's not doing anything. Put some more honing oil on it. (laughs) Never forgave me. (laughs) We can do wet lap. Oh, you got to use honing oil. It's so much better. Oh, Oh. Obviously, I was too early for that stuff, but I did tape over a pin on my Q6600 to unlock the front side bus. So it feels like mm. of a similar. All right, gentlemen, it's time so to happy 600. Happy yeah. 600, indeed. Yes. Cheers. I drank it, but cheers. Here's to 600 more. <laughs> oh, please, <laughs> God, bastard. no. Wow. You no. bastard. No, no. And thus the curse was set. And this week in the PC Purr. <laughs> I've, I've wa- I watched the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean movies recently. It's there is a curse now. Sorry, guys. Oh. Mm. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, you're gonna go, I'm uh, gonna I'm gonna set up a a sister site called uh, ML Depends. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's <laughs> we'll review different uh, you know machine <laughs> learning enabled uh, adult diapers and. Uh, <laughs> Forward thinking, Josh. You know, it Josh, is. you're making you're you're making light of that, but that actually that that's pretty forward thinking of you. Is your grandpa at a hundred percent capacity? <laughs> <laughs> it will ping my cell phone. We're there for you before you know. It you knows need it. when I go before I do. That yes. Exactly. yes. <laughs> Gosh, I've never been more regular than right now. All right. <laughs> Wild last. You're not very yeah. Oh boy. <sighs> I think I need to to sign off. But hey, yes. Thanks, thanks for joining us, going. guys. Hey, yeah, you bet. Podcast yeah. team. It's good seeing y'all. Thanks for having us. It'll yeah. dislodge the crane. Oh, I bet that feels like a hot dog down a hallway. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Nicely done. Take off another box on the bingo card. <laughs>